Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective on this Friday episode. It's our last episode of the year. Folks, we want to thank the listeners out there that have supported us throughout the year. We are almost to the break-even point, so we're not going to have to take too much money out of our pocket to keep us on the air, but we are appreciative of those listeners because we are listener-supported because we are serving you, the listener, not special interest, global elites, you know, whatever out there, media that's brainwashing the public. We're not doing that. We are serving the listeners with information local and a little bit at the state level, Try not to do too much of the national because everybody's doing that. So we look at the local issues that affect us the most, and you've supported us in sharing that information. Again, it's P.O. Box 7620-99207, and that's Right Spokane Perspective, LLC. You can make those checks payable, too. We're almost at the break-even point this year, so we're going to continue off into next year, hopefully. So I appreciate that support. I hope all of you out there have a great New Year's uh, celebration. It's safe and sane in your corner of the world as we come up on these celebrations on Sunday. All that being said, we are going to do some inspiration. We're going to jump off into where the government is putting our money. Today, we're going to talk about the righteous city. On New Year's Eve 2000, officials in Detroit carefully opened a hundred-year-old time capsule Nestled inside the copper box were hopeful predictions from some city leaders who expressed visions of prosperity. The mayor's message, however, offered a different approach. He wrote, May we be permitted to express one hope superior to all others, that you may realize as a nation, people, and city, you have grown in righteousness, for it is this that exalts a nation." More than success, happiness, or peace, the mayor wished the future citizens would grow in what it means to be truly just and upright. Perhaps he took his cue from Jesus, who blessed those who long for his righteousness, but it's easy to get discouraged when we consider God's perfect standard. Praise God that we don't have to rely on our own effort to grow. The author of Hebrews said it in this way, May the God of peace equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. Who we are in Christ are made holy by his blood the moment we believe in him, but he actively grows the fruit of righteousness in our hearts throughout a lifetime. We'll often stumble on the journey, yet we will still look forward to the city that is to come where God's righteousness will reign. Heavenly Father, Please work in us what is pleasing to you. As we move into this new year, may our ears be open, may our eyes see, and may our feet go to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I hope our eyes see, our ears hear, and our feet go, and our wallets stay intact because our government is obviously not thinking clearly. They're not seeking that wisdom and that righteousness because uprightness and the righteousness talked about in the inspiration if we had that in our governance things would make a lot more sense and cost a lot less dollars so we're going to jump off into some coverage just on city council 
of course, city council had a, an emergency meeting. They had to pass some things because coming up on the end of the year, our government doesn't make wise decisions. So then they have to hurry up and change them because they're going to do even more damage than they realized they were going to do those unintended consequences. So they went ahead and passed something this last Monday to change their earlier decision about allowing six units per residential lot. And of course, a lot of folks may have already heard about this in the news where they had decided they were going to allow six units per lot here in Washington state, but the city government already passed it to go into effect to allow for that, which would have triggered your county auditors to go look at these properties and reassess them, not just as being six residential units, but because of federal law, they would be assessing them as commercial units. Didn't we talk about that before all that happened? Yeah, we I did. Think we did. Yeah, because typically a residential lot, you have single family. And uh, hmm. yeah, so they were going to start looking them as like apartment complexes, right? As a commercial real estate investment. And so not, I mean, there's all sorts of things that kick into play that they didn't realize. And I think like even the real estate excise tax, because it's not just a single family dwelling now, it's a mother-in-law unit that's separate, which what they used to call it mother-in-law unit, and you could still call it a residential property. Well, now it's, you know, they're looking at these, what, AUDs, right? So all these politicians continually talk about affordable housing. And when they try to create the affordable housing, somehow housing gets more expensive. And of course, a lot of that expense is governmental expenses, just like the cost of lumber. You know, it takes semi-trucks to get the lumber to market and they're taxing our fuel at the highest rate that we've ever seen. And so the cost of housing is part of what they blame on homelessness. And that might be partially true, but I think the vast majority of the homeless population that is chronically homeless, of course, there's People have incidences, and I don't want to be calloused to genuine issues. We could all end up with bills that exceed what we can afford to pay. You know, we have family members that we may need to take care of, and we have to take some time off of work. And I did actually a Facebook post about one of these things that can occur. So we, you know, you have these merchant cards with whether it's the hardware store or maybe one of the department stores that you utilize to to get some of the goods that you need for your household. And it's, you know, it comes with like a 5% discount or, you know, there's different benefits maybe to having a, a card at one of these merchants businesses, but we got a new update on one of ours and I took a picture of it. And of course, I'm glad that we have a zero balance. We didn't owe any money and we haven't missed any payments, but their new interest rate was going to be like 31%. And then if you missed a payment, then it would kick it into like a no 38.9 so 39 like 39% interest if you missed a payment so of course your credit and all those things if you have a family member get sick you've got to leave your job so you can care for them maybe a family member passes away you've got to help you know deal with their estate before you know or pay for a funeral uh, probate attorneys all sorts of stuff that can happen in life and there's no grace or forgiveness i mean you could be a consumer at one of these merchants for decades spend countless dollars there have good credit the whole time you have an incident happen 
And I get interest. I mean, if you owe the money and, uh, you know, you've got to pay it back, I can see them, you know, charging you interest, maybe 10% or whatever, but 40% interest, we used to have laws against those things. And like in the inspiration, we're talking about, you know, righteousness. We shouldn't just be looking for our government to deal in upright manners, but we should also be having our government make sure that corporations are dealing in upright fashion. That's called consumer protection. It's part of the reason why we have government is so that, you know, they're not like poisoning us with products well, or, 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 or using us for excessive fees and fines. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. 40% interest basically. The corporations, you know, they have a right to go ahead and charge whatever interest they want to for extending credit, if you will. I don't think they However, do have a right to I do think whatever as, they want. As consumers, I think we're really getting frustrated at when we watch all the thieves walk out. I'm going to say it again, $3 million of uncollected tax because thieves can walk into these establishments and just walk out. There's no accountability for their actions. Now, was that and just in Spokane, the, the $3 million? That's just in Spokane, yes. Yeah, Spokane area. Just in the Spokane area. $3 million of uncollected tax because of $3 billion of stolen theft. theft. Yeah. So the government is going to come to us for more money all the time, and and they continually do. And kind of what my my social media post was about was, look at this over here. They want to take 40% interest. I didn't know that the tax man wanted that kind of competition. Because when we have a government that allows corporate entities to be so like like a loan shark. I mean, there used to be laws that protected consumers against excessive tax. You get yourself in a desperate situation and you're thinking, well, I'll be out of this situation. You know, grandpa's sick. uh, Parents can't help do things. I've got to do this. You know, in two months from now, I'll be back to work. Everything will work out. I'll just pay this stuff off. Then you go charge a few things because you're in a spot. And then those interest payments to the loan sharks. These are not upright corporations that are doing, and they're all doing it, all of them. It doesn't matter what corporation you look at, but it's our government that's supposed to be the side rail and say, wait a minute. Yeah, you can make money because you're lending people, you're you're forwarding goods and services to people before they pay for them. So it's okay for you to make money in that process. But 40%, no, that that is absolute theft but the government's not stopping that because our government is guilty of absolute theft they are charging exorbitant amounts in taxes all over the place and looking at raising our taxes even more we're going to see that coming up on the ballot here in the spokane area every entity in local government wants more money they don't want to just a continuation of the taxes they want to increase them even though they've had record numbers of money coming in even our federal government had record, I think it was like $4.9 trillion that came into the federal government, more money than they thought they would have come in. So we've got this money that the government gets and then they start spending it. And they spend it in so many irresponsible ways that consumers have to tighten their belt because of inflation. Consumers have to tighten their belt because of corporations that allow theft because these corporations that have lobbyists haven't been forceful enough with the government to say, hey, we need you to hold thieves accountable because they're leaving out of our stores. Like we have one local store in the Spokane area that has been losing about a million dollars a year just in one location 
from theft, $1 million a year. You don't think that costs the consumers here in the Spokane area some money just in that one corporate location? So we spend all that money, but then all these corporations want to, again, extract more money from their consumers, not just to cover the theft, but also usury and the interest rates that they're charging. Now we got to look at government. What is government doing with all that money that they have coming in? Are they stopping the theft in the stores? Are the stores asking the government to help them stop the theft as they watch this merchandise? You know, they call it loss prevention at the stores. They don't call it theft security because they're not or just stopping security. it. They just rearrange the store. We had talked about this before during the Christmas season, how they rearrange the stores to try to reduce theft, not just putting certain high theft things in, in locked areas, but put you know items around the store where it's it'd be harder for thieves to steal them so they go to all this effort but then when they walk out the door with a shopping cart full of power tools or televisions they're not allowed to stop them because our government has laws in place that puts those loss prevention security guards in such a high liability area for stopping a thief the thief has more rights than the store and the consumer that has to cover the cost of that theft. Anyways, I've kind of harped on that one long enough. We do need to step into what the government's doing with the money because you saw the $3 million less in revenue just at the local level for taxes because of the theft. But we're spending a lot of money too on the individuals who are doing quite a bit of theft. So we're going to talk about that after the break because I think it's important going into this new year that we... Look at the reality things and not just get pulled off into one direction on one issue. We have to think about things holistically. And in this new year, don't make a whole bunch of unrealistic New Year's resolutions because we've got to be wise. We have to be upright and like the inspiration that started off the show. We got to seek righteousness and expect that our government and others are going to do the same. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You know, whether we have a lot of snow or not, Right Spokane Perspective wants to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas with these words that Shannon has for you. What is Christmas? It is tenderness for the past, courage for the present, hope for the future. It is a wish that every cup may overflow with blessings rich and eternal, and that every path may lead to peace. Agnes Paro. Thanks again from Right Spokane Perspective, and thank you listeners who have supported us to keep us on the air by going to rightspokaneperspective.com and donating or by sending those donations to Right Spokane Perspective LLC PO Box 7620-99207. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective this Friday, our last episode of the year. Again, thanks everyone for helping fund the airtime that we have to pay for and keeping us on the air yes we went off into the break and uh, we wanted to jump off into government spending we also needed to go ahead and finish up that city council meeting they actually changed the ruling so it's it's not six units per property it's going to be four units per property i think i forgot to properly finish that one up but but they did a, a few other end of the year votes here recently and one of those had to do with track which is the trent homeless shelter and they went ahead and extended the contract with salvation army and it's getting cold obviously they were in a pinch 
to get it done. There was some delays in that vote. And a lot of it had to do with certain individuals and groups wanting to decide who to maybe have run facilities. And that might've been somebody different than who is now getting the contract. So things were paused uh, earlier in the year because they wanted to kind of look at different ways to fund the facility. And part of that had to do with, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to feed into the uh, the the politics of it that they tried to smear the the Woodward uh, administration because they didn't pick their friend and Jules helping hands that's tied to former council president Ben Stuckard and all because that's all just a bunch of garbage really what we need to focus on in Is this why new does year, the contract end on December 30th in the middle of the winter when normally we have a ton of snow not this well, it's, year because it's, it's El Nino right. however well, why same. would we have a contract end in the middle of the December month instead of in the summer months when they have well, time to look at the budgets it, and make good decisions it's the same reason why we have other things that don't make sense because we don't have responsible leadership we have people that want to play games they don't care how much money they waste they want to play political games and that's what they do that's what congress does that's why they do continuing resolutions and they don't actually pass budgets and then they're right you know they got two days and the government's going to shut down and then they've just got to pass something and then they can tell all their constituents well yes we realized that we wasted the money we didn't close the southern border and we're not holding the drug cartels accountable and we're not funding the proper things and we're funding bad things but we had to do it because the government shut down that's the same game they're always playing it's just like the same game that the schools play when it's when you're talking about contracts with teachers guess when they're going to go on strike oh right at the beginning of the school year because they didn't get the contract they wanted so it's or the as same we thing. learned the other day watch the transportation budget because damn removal funds are gonna be uh, portioned out in there well yeah they're gonna create gonna an account they're that. gonna create an account and they're gonna say look we put this into the law in the budget we didn't pass a lot of tear out the dams but we have this money here that we have to spend and so it's got to be spent you know, getting rid of the barriers to fish. And so, you know, it's, it's this, it's, it's corruption. It's a lie. It's corruption. It's called emergency management it's called in, move in, the, in ball. the business world. You really want to plan ahead. You want to have things in place and policies and procedures and personnel doing certain things. And if you don't have that, then, oh, how are we going to move this product? How are we going to do this for the customers? How are we going to, it's emergency management. You never want to be in that position unless the roof caves in. Okay. But with our government, the roof is always caving in every decision they make like city council, all these votes at the end of the year, got to hurry up and do it. Well, it's Christmas time. Nobody's paying attention. We'll have less problems with people complaining about it. The bureaucracies do it all the time. They do stuff, you know, the day after Christmas or the day before Christmas when everybody's busy, no one's paying attention and it's, and it's purposeful. And so I'm glad that you brought that up, but it is purposeful that they want to basically railroad the taxpayers without us even knowing because it's the holiday season. Nobody's paying attention. And if anyone does say, hey, that, that didn't seem like a very good decision, you're like, well, we were kind of, you know, we had a gun to our head. We were, you know, emergency uh, situation. That's why all the, so many of these votes, if you go back and you look at the last, I don't know, five or seven years of, of the city council, much of the money was spent by emergency budget ordinances. Why were there so many emergencies? Who created these emergencies? And what we have to remember is these politicians, when they're wanting the election to go their way, and they send out these mailers, 
and you know these nonprofit organizations that support them and you know these you know Americans for better healthcare freedom blah blah whatever the name of the organization that sounds good that's either bribing or working with political powers it's for the kids you got to vote for the kids you know uh if you, if you if you don't vote for this tax on yourself to pay more we're going to lose opportunities for children that are already struggling i mean there it's always this ploy this this cry of emergency and that's how we have a government that you know not very many years ago i think in 2003 our state budget was 23 billion dollars our state budget now is $70 billion, a 20-year time frame. And you almost, what, triple the state budget? That money doesn't just float in the air and they just kind of pull it in and scrape it. No, it, they're, they're taking it from people. So when we want to talk about the homeless problem, which we might have to wait until Monday's show to talk about, we'll talk about it next year. How about that, Shannon? There we go. Let's talk about it next year. We'll talk about it next year. But that's the thing that we have to remember going into next year. And I guess we'll we'll save that homeless conversation and the spending for Monday's show because this next year, we're still dealing, of course, inflation's down, but we're still dealing with the inflation that we already had. So it was 9% a couple quarters ago. Now they're saying, oh, inflation's down. Yeah, it's down to 3.5%, right? But we still had the 9%. And then we had all the inflation from the previous quarters. So stuff's a lot more expensive. It's a lot more expensive for government because of government's decisions, and it's more expensive for us. So you're going to look at a state budget. We already talked about it before on the show, that the supplemental state budget, which is we're in the middle of the budget biennium, our legislature is going to get together this year, and they're going to spend a ton more money, a ton more money, and they're going to try to find new ways to tax us because they need more money. They can't go and look at their programs and look at, because everything government spends money on is a program of some sorts, but it's all, it's programmatic. I think it's problematic, but they're going to spend a lot more money and we should be contacting every single elected official and telling them it's time for government to trim the budget. Because one of the things that we're looking at for the economy overall is that people are excited. Oh, we might've avoided a recession. We might've avoided, uh, you know, a financial collapse. We might've avoided this because of interest rates and it looks like they've calmed down the, the economy. Well, in doing that, they also slowed down the economy. Consumers are going to be spending less. You're going to see a reduction in the need for labor. So you're going to see more unemployment. Now it's not going to be scary like they thought it was going to be maybe. But government actions, there's an opposite and equal reaction, right? Kind of some of the laws of physics here. Law of physics, yeah. Some laws of financial world is that if you spend money, it has to come from somewhere. And it's coming from us. And so we need to be talking to government officials saying, hey, you need to figure out where the money goes and why it costs so much for the government because consumers are having to pull back, right? Because of the increased cost of everything. Many consumers are not able to buy a house or buy a car or replace things in their life that need replaced because they just plain don't have the money because of inflation. So one of the biggest pieces of inflation in Washington state is Washington state. It's the cost of our government on the backs of the people that pay the bills. And, and one of the big costs, which is why we're going to talk about homelessness today, one of the big costs that have increased 
is the burden on the backs of the people paying the bills of people that don't pay bills. And our businesses are going to see that um, starting Monday. Minimum wage goes up again. Yeah, the minimum wage does go up again. So the consumers are going to see a cost to that. So the businesses are going to pass that off onto the consumers. And here in Washington State, our minimum wage, I think, will be the highest in the nation at that point. And so you're going to see Washington consumers leaving. In fact, I actually saw something uh, just the other day about the number of people leaving Washington state because of various things, not just the cost of living, not just, you know, the cost of fuel, not just the restriction of government on business, but also the restriction of government on law enforcement, higher crime. You're paying more taxes for government, but government's not doing the basic responsibilities governments are supposed to. I mean, even at the local level, and this is something, if we want government, like, beginning of the show, if we want government to be upright and use wisdom, like we all need to do in our lives, like cut up those cards when they send you a thing that's going to increase your interest rates to 40%, don't risk it. Don't use it. it I just encourage cash everybody to use cash. Cash is king. Well, you got that whole central bank digital currencies that I don't think we all want. We don't want to be tracked and everything. But so yeah, use cash. Cash is king. Don't have that debt especially if the interest rate's 40%. But our local government makes so many horrible decisions. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the show about the local spending that was going to be used, all these millions of dollars that were going to be used for commerce infrastructure, you know, our streets supposedly. But so much of it was actually not even, go oh, we talked about safety uh, for pedestrians. And really what it was, was they were just going to create more bike lanes. And of course, we just drove through downtown on our way to the studio today because we had some errands to run. Some of those streets are horrendous. Several years back, we talked about, uh, I think it was Illinois was the, Illinois. With the yep. street. And they put in bike lanes and they painted in parking stalls. Everybody that uses that street knows how to use that street. You can't make it. Paint doesn't solve the problem with people that are drunk and high. So that's just people that are dumb or dumb. That's what you're going to get. So they painted over potholes, literally painted over potholes. And then the very next year, they had to do a whole reconstruction of the road. So we wasted all the money painting it all up and painting the lines for the, the bicycle lanes and painting the parking. And then they tore it all up and replaced the asphalt because that's what you should do. You know, if you're going to tear the drywall out in your kitchen, don't paint it first. Don't paint first. Right? It just doesn't make sense. A regular normal thinking human being would never waste their own resources that way well unless they were high on something so maybe we should drug test also our government officials i think drug i think that's a good measure for elected office too i think the people that are going to be taxed by those politicians that have to do drug tests to work i think the politicians should drug test too we should push for that in the coming years but looking at our downtown streets same thing with the story of of illinois avenue where they painted it then tore it up what are they doing downtown? They're doing the same thing. They're putting these, you know, green ways and adding green paint and more white paint and doing all this stuff to streets that they're going to have to tear up next year. So how much money are we spending on the paint? Well, if you look at our city's budget, how much money they spend on crosswalks and crosswalk paint and these green ways, it's Not millions. to mention the paychecks for the people that have to go out there and do the work. Well, the, the paychecks, the people that have to do the work, but also the contractors that are paid to, to put down the paint, the cost of the paint. The paint has to uh, be a special paint for toxicity levels uh, with the guidelines for the city. 
So we're spending a ton of money to paint crumbling and it's not streets. Even cool. You know, we went over to Seattle. They've got reflective paint. Well, they do. They have a lot of reflectors too, but they also don't have snow plows that you know peel those reflectors off their street every year. So the I, paint is reflective. It's yeah, just the paint. Yeah, I don't. You know, just saying. It's I, just I think, a difference. I think our do the least amount of paint possible that you have to repaint all the time. Make it so you can see which lane you're in. Even on a rainy day. That would be great. You know, that that's great. So let's let's do those things, things that matter, things that actually make a difference and don't look like a, conti- a continual pile of wasted money. I mean, all those intersections where they're putting all that paint in, but you're driving over it and you're like, if you closed your eyes and you didn't know where you're at, you were th- you would think you're in a third <laughs> world country or off road. You know, last time we, we talked about paint, we talked about uh, North Foothills, Euclid and North Foothills, and... It got brand new paint, just so you know. So when it's dark and it's raining, you actually can see which side of the road you're supposed to drive on. Right, and that's the kind of paint that we should be putting down, especially on roads that aren't going to get torn up next year. So just government needs to be wise. That should be our that should be our New Year's resolution, not just on Right Spokane Perspective, but New Year's resolutions across uh, our listenership and across the country is that we contact our elected officials and we demand that they use a little bit of basic math when they're planning projects. Don't paint the roads just to tear them up. Put the paint on after. It just makes sense. Anyways, we're out of time for the year, folks. Have a wonderful New Year's. Hope all your family is safe and has sane events around in their neighborhoods and community. Definitely stay safe. It's going to be an interesting ride this year. We'll be with you again in 2024. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective LLC and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.